Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wiredly Inspired. Today, we are joined by the beautiful Stephanie Blaine. And today's focus is really just to talk about kind of her journey and her self-employee business, what she's created over the last several years. And it's all to do with basically bookkeeping, you know, some tips and strategies, some mindsets around that, the importance of it, you know, numbers and you know, accounting, it might not be the most fun to talk about it, but it is essential in a business. And uh, today we're going to get started. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining us here today. Thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. And uh, yes, I mean, to get into it, you know, just share with us how you got started on your journey with your bookkeeping business and how long you have been developing it. Sure. Um, So I started this business about five years ago. Um, it was a little bit a little bit more of a story of how I got there. Uh, as you know, we grew up in Drayton Valley. And after we graduated, we decided that Drayton's not where our future was going to be. So Robert and I moved to Edmonton. We went to university there. Didn't really feel like wasting any time. So we got married. We had a couple of kids right away. And how the bookkeeping kind of came a part of that was after we had our second son, it was almost time for me to go back to work. So we started looking into that. I started looking up open positions. Um, we started looking into daycares. And to be honest, it was just extremely depressing. <laughs> Daycare is extremely expensive. And mm-hmm. for the kind of entry-level job that I was going to get, it was just it was just very depressing. I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to send my kids to a daycare to go work where you know, at least half of my time is just to pay for them to be gone. So I just started looking things up. I just started Googling, honestly, what I could do to make money from home. Um, I came across a course, it's called Bookkeeper Business Launch. So half of the course is to learn how to be a bookkeeper. And the other half is to learn how to start and grow a business. Mm. Um, And I just took it from there. I decided that was something that I like. I like numbers. Um, I like the opportunity to work with other business owners. And so I just thought it was a good fit. I, I invested in the course and I just got going. That's awesome. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to your whole kid thing. Uh, you know, daycare, how crazy it is. You hear it quite a bit and it is a very sad. Um, I know there's some establishment, you know, working on that. It's a lot more uh, inexpensive and more accessible mm-hmm. for people. But, um, you know, years ago, I actually looked into bookkeeping myself before I actually started taking a course through ICS. I think it was. It's a on- online company through. I believe it's an institute in Quebec. But then Taylor kind of introduced me to his business opportunity that he's still working with. So I kind of, I was like halfway through the bookkeeping stuff, and then started getting involved with that, and then kind of just put that on the back burner, and, and ended up not ever going back to it. But I must have, I must have been like four or five months into the program of a, of an. I think it was like a nine or 10 month uh, course. Like I think I was on module five of eight. So I definitely bookkeeping was something that really interested me as well. My plan was to, to be able to like have my own bookkeeping company and be able to stay at home and work at home, not for my daughter having to, you know, be in daycare, but just simply, I I wanted to have more freedom in that sense Mm -hmm. of being able to be at home and kind of create my own schedule and stuff. So um, definitely relate to, you know, that, that profession and the interest in it. Cause I was definitely interested in it too. A lot of people just, you know, they don't, it's one of those things. A lot of people, a lot of business owners don't like to do. So it's kind of, if you're really good at it, 
you know, a lot of people will gladly pay you the money to take care of that type of stuff. So it's something for me where I was like, this is a, you know, it's an in-demand profession. Like it's, it's the numbers, it's the stuff people don't like to deal with. And if you're good at it, then you can really make really good income in that field for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, business owners do not like doing it. And honestly, I know it seems like a bit of a boring profession, but when you do like it and you understand it, um, there's a lot of satisfaction that comes that comes from it, managing people's money and organizing that for them and stuff. It's fun for me. <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, because you probably are, are part of an equation where you, you're able to save business owners money and, and, you know, show them where they're spending their money. And, you know, that's uh, lots of businesses don't last very long. Um, because, because they're, you know, they're, it's money in money out and they're not tracking it well enough. And, you know, they're statistically speaking, so many businesses don't even last like five years. And I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, they really don't know their numbers or they really don't know what's coming in and coming out. So if, you know, you can play a factor in keeping those businesses thriving or, or maybe showing that where they need to improve some of their expenses and stuff like that. It's, I think it's pretty powerful profession in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing, like you said, it's, it's almost like a, uh, more of an accountability role as well. It's, the numbers have to do with it, but just having someone to hold you accountable and kind of make you see the numbers in front of you, what you're doing with your business, where are you spending, where could you pull back? It's, mm-hmm. it's an accountability thing, which I think is really helpful for a lot of business owners. Yes, no kidding. So with that, there's step, finding good people and clients You know, is not always easy. However, how do you go about sourcing potential clients and acquiring partnerships? Like, is there anything specific you look for? Uh, you know what? It's just, it's more of just a good fit um, personally, you know, on a relationship level. It doesn't really matter to me what kind of business you have, how much money you make. That kind of stuff is kind of neither here nor there. It's mostly just um, when potential clients come to me, hey, can you help me? The very first thing we do is we just set up a consultation, a Zoom meeting. Um, and let's just talk. Let's just, you know, tell me about your business. Tell me about yourself. And then if we click, we click and not everyone does. And that's okay. So, you know, maybe I'm not the best person for you, or maybe they feel that way about me. But a lot of the times, you know, we just have good conversation. We learn about one another and we just decide, I think this will, this will work out. So let's give it a go. Do you find it's kind of simply or not simply, but maybe like a 50, 50, like you'll get reached out to maybe online because of your social media content or your actively always searching for potential clients to serve? Uh, no, it's, it's mostly been a word of mouth thing. You know, a lot of my, all my clients are business owners. So when they talk to their other business owner friends kind of thing, it, it kind of seems to snowball from that. And then I also get quite a few um, inquiries from Instagram. That's pretty much the only social platform I use. And from there, I just like to throw out value for business owners who want to do this themselves I just try and help them along the way. How can you do this yourself? What are some tips and tricks? And as soon as you can't handle it anymore, or you think that you're, you know, ready to outsource that part of your business, I'm here for you. So that's kind of how I like to go about that with the social aspect. But, you know, I don't, I don't actively try and reach out. Hey, I can help you. Let me help you. You know, it's just, here's my value. When you feel like you're ready, I'm here (laughs) if you want. That's awesome. I like that. Do you, so obviously it's probably, I would, I would imagine small to medium kind of size businesses or clients you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Small, medium, um, the larger ones, right. It's, it's more of a, they hire in-house in-house, yeah. right. So kind of like more of an admin role. Um, sure. my, my business is all virtual, so it's the small, medium sized businesses that we can communicate via zoom and stuff and phone calls on a regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you already said it, 
Instagram being your main, you know, source of the platform that you use social media wise, have you ever thought of using TikTok just because of the power of its organic reach currently or no? Yeah, I, I definitely have, you know, it's, it's that thing. It's that new big thing. So, I mean, uh, maybe I should. <laughs> I gotta get some more thought. It's it's hard to manage all these all these platforms, all the new up and coming things. You know, it's it's a lot, but yeah. Would Would you say that's the resistance of like not jumping on it? Because um, I feel the same way, and I'm sure Steve kind of feels the same way. I know he loves watching the videos. We're not on it, but uh, it is very powerful. What is the resistance for you? The hesitation, I guess, is it just because it's just another thing to be on and to, to d- devote your time to? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. I already feel like, um, (laughs) I already feel like Instagram and social media, all that kind of stuff is not my strong suit anyways. So it's already so much effort for me to like, you know, make sure I'm keeping up with the consistency and providing good value and articulating correctly. So to have to do that on a whole other platform. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's where my resistance is, is I just feel like it's one more hat to wear, but you know, I do, I do see how powerful it is and definitely something to consider. Yeah, it, it definitely is. And then before you know it, you know, you get into it, you get good at it, or you get used to the platform, and then another one pops off. Yeah. Right. Like the next like TikTok 2.0 or something, right? So yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess just to kind of get back into it here and correct the correct the ship, you know, what what are some benefits to outsourcing a, a bookkeeper? Uh I think the main thing is is if you don't outsource, I don't feel like many business owners get the bookkeeping part of their business done at all. If if you can, if you can take that on yourself and you're willing to commit to it and do that on your own, then by all means, that's that's fantastic. But I think the main benefit is just knowing that that part of your business will actually get done and not be put on the back burner. Um, it can cost a lot of money to not have your books done properly, especially if you're a business that is sending out a lot of invoices and getting tons of payments, you know, little payments, if you have inventory, that kind of thing. Um, it can pile up really fast and it can kind of tailspin out of control. And to clean that up, you know, it's, it's a mess. And if people aren't paying you on time, but you don't know that, how can you ever collect from them? You know, it's just, I feel like the biggest reason that you should outsource is to just know hundred percent that that piece will be done for you. And to just have that off of your, off of your plate. Yeah. I mean, I'd, most of the people who come my way, they just don't want to do it on their own. And that's just, that's just the way it's been. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That totally makes sense to me. Like having that peace of mind. Right. Cause like we all know uh, in business, it's such a imperative, like crucial core part of business, right? You can't just willy nilly go about your day and years for going forward without, you know, knowing your numbers and being diligent on that. Right. right. Like you can't just, Oh, like I'll do it next year. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, a lot of people it's like, well, I'll, I'll invest in, in bookkeeping when I'm making more money. It's like, well, but how do you know how much you're making and where your cash flow is at if you're not doing proper bookkeeping? So, you know, kind of either get on board and commit to doing it yourself or, um, you know, make that investment. We all, when we start businesses, make a lot of investments in ourselves, you know, new equipment, uh, new mm-hmm. software, new, new this and that. And I really believe that bookkeeping should be one of the first investments a business should make. You heard it here first, everyone. That's, that's definitely, uh, we can agree with that. I uh, I want to jump onto something a little bit fun here. I am aware of your expl- explanation of your logo on your Instagram page. Of course, you've done it. Uh, you've created and developed your page quite uh, quite well. I would say it's it's fun. Um, you know, I love the logo, by the way. However, 
for some fun here. Why, why a pineapple? <laughs> Bookkeeping is super boring. I get that. Not everybody <laughs> is really all into it. Here's it. And it's like, Oh, what a sexy, fun profession that is. <laughs> um, so when I was creating this business, I just, I was trying my very hardest to just make it as fun and upbeat as I possibly could for what it is that I'm doing. So I just started Googling things. What would be a Googling pictures? What would be a fun picture to have as a, as a logo? And um, so I came across the pineapple. I found a really cute picture of a pineapple. I'm like, let's, let's see where this goes. So I started reading up on it. I kind of made some, <laughs> some connections on, you know, how I wanted it to be connected to bookkeeping. Um, so the pineapple is first of all, with every pineapple that is grown, I could be wrong on these facts. It's been a long time since I explained this, but for every pineapple that's grown, I think it creates like 200 flowers around it or something like that. It's kind of just like this very magical, like one pineapple, 200 flowers. So I just related that into a, you know, you're kind of getting more than you expect with me, you know, it's the pineapple, it's the bookkeeping, but it's so much more than that. Um, you know, I want to be a trusted advisor. I want to be a friend. I I'm on your team. Right. And pineapples are one of a kind um, they're the only one of their kind that the bromelades, I think I want to say they're the only one of their kind that is edible. You can eat them and obviously they are delicious. So mm -hmm. I kind of like that one of a kind concept. So I just rolled with it. I like the picture of the pineapple made that work. And here we are. No, I love that. You got to have fun with it, right? It's the, yeah. that creative side. Um, you got to have that thing in your business, if you will, that's, you know, resonates with you. Right. And when someone asks a question, like kind of, I guess I did, you know, you, you have that kind of fun background and history of, well, this is, this is why rather than, well, I like pineapples. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? No, I mean, I found the connection. I just made that work on my own, but cause you totally. know, if I would have, if I would have come up with a logo of, you know, a computer or books or something, to be honest, every time I looked at it, it would make me sad. I don't think mm -hmm. I like that very much at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do this today. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. So if someone were listening, you know, and they're interested, you know, kind of like Steve was back in the day when he was explaining his, his kind of startup of getting into bookkeeping, but if someone was interested in, on how to start, you know, what are some suggestions you would recommend? Uh, so the course I took, I just, I couldn't say enough good things about, um, it's called bookkeeper business launch. It is based in the States, but they have people from all over the world, um, Canada being the number two most, you know, with people from Canada being the second most amount of people in that course. So it is American, but it teaches sound bookkeeping across the board. It teaches you how to make the business on the other side of things, right? Because it's one thing to be able to know how to bookkeep, but it's another of how to find clients and present yourself as a business owner and someone who's credible. Mm -hmm. um, so bookkeeper business launch just is just an incredible course. And they offer many, many courses within it, um, on marketing, on, you know, more in-depth bookkeeping systems. If you wanted to get a little bit more specific about it, like niche wise kind of thing. Um, so that, but really, if you want to get started on it, just start Googling, start reading, and then just take some action. Like, I mean, you know, I know that's super cliche to say, but if that's something you want to do, just, just do it. If that course isn't what works for you, right. Find, find your other options of courses, um, compare prices, compare the length of time it's going to take you to do. Um, just write it all out. You know, you can have a website where you can find clients. Um, just start taking action. Absolutely. Yeah. Get in the pool and swim around, right? Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. grab, grab the noodle, grab the tube. Yeah. Go down the slide type of thing. 100%. I love that. Going back a little bit to more of the, you know, core principles, 
you know, accounts payable and receivables are very important to a business, but are, are you in any way responsible to engage with any vendors on that regard for the clients you serve or do they simply deal with that internally? Like if, if payments are behind type of thing. Uh, so it can go either way. Um, I have clients that I will keep track of the accounts payable and receivable for. I will give them the reports and then they go off and they talk to their vendors or people who owe them money. Um, they'll do that themselves. I have other businesses where I will pay certain bills for them. Uh, they just give me their their information, give me access to their accounts kind of thing. And I can go in and, and take care of all that. It really is just a matter of how much you want to offload onto, onto me bookkeeping wise. Um, a lot of people just aren't comfortable with, with giving that much responsibility and that's fine. They like to, they like to know that they've gone in and pay their bills and that kind of thing. And some people want zero to do with it. They prefer that me and them don't talk at all really throughout the month. Just tell me it's done and I'm happy. So it really just depends as a business owner, how much you want to offload and um, let me take care of. Yeah. It makes, makes sense to me. I mean, it really, depends on i guess the companies you deal with and you're partnered with what they want to do i mean that's that's fair enough right so what is the what is your favorite thing about what you do honestly my favorite thing is that my clients are business owners i i love working with other business owners because i can relate to them right i mean starting businesses is hard it can be lonely it can you know it's it's a lot of things and i i love working with people who just are in that exact same boat as me or at least were, you know what I mean? And just being able to help them out in this, in this area that they hate so much, you know, I, I can't wait to be able to offload some of the things I don't like about my business and have someone help me with that. So I am really grateful that I get to be able to help these business owners with something that they just, they don't want any part of. I like being able to be there for them and be kind of a trusted advisor, someone they can talk to, get advice from, um, and just, you know, just be a friend with them, really. Yeah, absolutely. Be that go-to person. I mean, it's it's all about solutions, right? And and helping people and, and having that support. So no, I love that. That's that that was a great answer. What's um you kind of touched on it, you know. Hey, I'd love to maybe offload in the future kind of some things that I do and have some help with what I do. So with that, you know, what is your vision going forward for you and your business? Where would you like it to go? I think the main thing that I'm excited about is to bring some people onto this team with me. I'm kind of a one person show right now and that's fine. Um, but I can't wait to, to bring on a few people, um, some subcontractors at least, and just kind of help me with some of the, you know, the more nitty gritty part of the, of the bookkeeping and take on more of the advisor role myself. Um, so just to have help in that way. And then, you know, of course, as things get bigger and stuff, I would love the help on the marketing side of things, the advertising and stuff. You know, that's just, that is not my strong suit. I I don't love it. <laughs> and to have someone help me point me in the right direction of how, when, where, who to advertise to. And I think that would just be really beneficial for me. So that's that's definitely more of, you know, a future couple of years from now kind of thing. But um, that's how I see things going for sure. It's just having some people on my team and to get some expert advice on the things that I'm just, you know, not as skilled at. Yeah, that's right. I mean, having a team is so important with any business, as we know, that's pretty common sense. And it's difficult or challenging, I should say, when it's just you, because you are, you have to wear all the different hats, mm -hmm. right? Like you, you, there's just, you have no choice um, unless you have that capital and means of, you know, delegating and hiring and you know paying people yeah 
So with that, do you want to keep it virtual going forward? Or would you like, do you see yourself, you know, maybe having an office or two in Edmonton or wherever in Canada? Yeah, you know, it's actually kind of funny. When I first started, I had this huge vision of, you know, those, um, you know, those like downtown loft type offices. <laughs> that was my vision. And I was so excited about it. But as we get going and as, you know, COVID too, as the world is changing, um, you know, I don't think that that's maybe the smartest option. I think I probably will just keep it virtual. There's no reason that I can't have a team and do all of this virtually, have people work from home. I mean, just the cost of, of an office and us all going in to do a job that can be done from home doesn't a hundred percent make sense anymore. So I think I've given up on, on that part of it. I don't, I don't think I want to have big offices or anything like that. I think, I think virtual makes a lot of sense for this business. So I'll probably just stick to that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, keeping the overhead low and the infrastructure type of thing, it, 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 you know, expanding that way sounds great, but it also comes with, you know, more responsibility and, and, and probably more headaches. Yeah. We, yeah, exactly. Know, right. So no, that's awesome. Um, any kind of last words of wisdom or tips or tricks or strategies for anybody that has a small to medium sized business on a bookkeeping kind of aspect? Yeah. Um, you know, mostly just don't underestimate how important bookkeeping is. I know that it's boring and it's not what anyone wants to deal with. Uh, either decide that you can do it on your own and stay consistent with it or make that one of your first investments because it's just it's so important. It might be the difference between your business actually making it or not, just knowing where your money's at. Um, and just in general for, for small business owners, um, man, I'm just proud of you all. What you're doing is amazing. And I wish the best for everyone. I think it's an incredible, fun, stressful, painful, happy journey to be taking and I just respect everyone who starts their own business and is just trying to get somewhere. So I just mm-hmm. want to off with that. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, you know, I just, Steve and I just wanted to keep it pretty simple today. We didn't want to overcomplicate things because uh, that's not needed. But, um, you know, that's kind of all I had for you, Steph. I don't know if Steve's got anything, but uh, kind of just to wrap it up, where, where can people find you? Uh, so Instagram is my main platform. Uh, it's at perfectfitbookkeeping. And I do have a LinkedIn page that I, you know, well, go on here and there. <laughs> uh, I have a website, www.perfectfitbookkeeping.com. And you can find all my information there. Wicked. That's awesome. Let's I'm see. sure we will get some engagement. Uh, and hopefully, you know, just by this and word of mouth, this source, this platform you joining us on will kind of deliver some future clients your way, or at least just some people reaching out to kind of pick your brain. Yeah, absolutely. Always mm-hmm. here to answer questions and help out where I can. Absolutely. Awesome. So I guess in closing, um, thank you so much again for your time. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, I guess now it's time to, uh, you know, wait for the husband to get off and for you guys to go tubing with the kids. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care, Steph. See ya. Bye.